Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Outs and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we are talking about episode 415, Roz's Krantz and Goldenstein are dead. This episode is 22 minutes and 40 seconds long, and I'm never going to be consistent with this fact. <laughs> uh, and did you check what was happening in the opening sequence? I thought a light was going on. <laughs> cool. cool. Uh, Glad Pokemon We are up. consistent. Excellent. So, <laughs> a new opening uh, scene for this uh, f- for an episode of Frasier. It's uh, Frasier's car uh, driving through a projection screen. Well, <laughs> I want to say we've been in a car before. That's true. It did um, driving it... through a projection screen. <laughs> it did look super fake. It but did. It, I, honestly, I prefer this kind of thing mm-hmm. than like when they're like driving and you see like outside the like side window and it's like going past and you're like that doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like weirdly green screened like squares <laughs> of like woods or highway or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They do that in Supernatural a lot. They sure the, do. The first few seasons that we watched. Yep. It definitely looks pretty bad in scenes in that. Yeah, this one's... I mean, this one's fine. It doesn't look too bad. It doesn't matter who is looking outside the window when you're going to be looking at the boys in the, <laughs> in the car, right? Exactly. And the same goes for this scene. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and what about this scene? Right, so, uh, a couple things. So, first we find out that two people from Niles' Fear of Commitment group are getting married, which I think says a lot about, uh... Yeah! How, I mean, Niles I is pretty good. I love that Niles has this thing where he has all these groups. Mm-hmm. He does, uh, the group... It seems like he does more groups than he does, like, one-on-one. It does seem that way. He definitely seems to specialize in, in group which therapy. Which is interesting, because... That's a very kind of... I don't know how common group therapy actually is. Yeah, I don't know either. I... Even though um, we just started watching Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there is like a group therapy scene in it. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything more than that, <laughs> but there is a group therapy scene. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw one in a different show on Netflix. Uh-huh. Well, they have them in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think it's more like, I I get the, you see them a lot in shows set in prisons. You don't necessarily see them in like... Well, I mean, AA, and I believe like other, um, I mean, Fight Club, that's Mm -hmm. like really famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of group therapy going on in that, but... Maybe it's because I'm not actively looking for group therapy. Right, yeah, that is an inter- that is the thing I was thinking too. It's like it, there could be lots of them. It could be really common. Just I'm not actively part of that, so yeah, I'm, not, it's I'm like, not familiar with it. I don't have a life anymore because all I do is my podcast. <laughs> group that we might need to go to uh-huh yeah that that would be the group that we would probably join um but we wouldn't have time to join it because <laughs> because of the podcast yeah, yeah and also probably because the group is actually a podcast they're actually <laughs> podcasting the therapy session at it uh yeah that that would actually be kind of amusing they just like take each group therapy session cut it into episodes put it online <laughs> yep I could really help some other people out. I mean, I, I, internet addiction is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's a group for internet addiction. I hope oh, I'm there's sure, not yeah. an online forum for it. <laughs> Just 
defeats the purpose, right? <laughs> it does defeat. It would defeat the purpose. Yeah. You no, know, you gotta step away. It's too easy to be online now. <laughs> I sound this. I'm becoming like a setup, like a stand-up comedian it, right now. A little bit. That's... Like it's too easy to be online. Like you're always on your phone. Like you're. <laughs> You know, in the bathroom and you're on your phone. And you're in the shower and you're on your phone. And then you're in your coffin and you're on your phone. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't go over so well. Dave, you have to add in the laugh track. Oh, yeah, no, right. absolutely. I'll definitely uh, do that. Dave, note here, go back and add a laugh track. And then cut out this message. Or uh, not cut out this message. But I don't know what you're talking about. So we find out, a couple things we find out. One is that the, the wedding between these two is going to be in the woods. Yeah, uh, because they're new agey. Okay, I want to say when I was like, "Why is it new age?" Because pe- tons of people get married in the woods. Right? Yeah, but I think that's the thing. Like people get married. They in the are woods getting now. married in the woods because they are new age. Right. But not every woods wedding is by new age agey couple. Right. Though I think I think the idea is that like. There was more and more. Like, if you were, this is a time when, like, you still kind of were new agey if you weren't doing a church wedding. Well, I feel like it's much more. uh, People are doing more non traditional weddings now. Right, right. So, or I'm not saying they probably happened before, but you didn't hear about them as often because they were, you know, people didn't really talk about it maybe right. as much you didn't have as much exposure and now because of my online addiction <laughs> i can uh-huh, uh-huh. you know there's like there's a blog called rock and roll bride and mm-hmm. her thing is all about kind of non-traditional right. i mean it's traditional but also non-traditional at the right, same right. time and then I'm, there's a whole other website that's just like all different kinds of just just really interesting <laughs> weddings mm-hmm. by all different kinds of people right see i feel like growing up there was like this idea that you either got married in a church or you were purposefully being like anti-traditional by choosing to not go with the church. And I think now it's like you use a church if you really want that traditional thing or if you're just religious, but then yeah. everybody else, like if you, if it's not one of those two things, yeah, I feel then you like do if you're not wherever. religious, you're either having a church wedding because it's important to your family. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's just like where you need to find a different venue right. that that fits with who you are. Right, right. And now I feel like there's a, a big, you embrace that a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I just thought it was funny that they were like, oh, they're new, new age because they're getting married in the woods. And then I thought, I was like, what does it say about us? Because Dave and I got married at a pizza place. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yep. I was just like, I don't think that's new agey. Yeah, I wouldn't I call think that new we're age. hipsters. We're hipsters. It's true. We are. Um, I'm sorry. The secret is out. Yeah. Can't, In case it was a secret at all that we're kind of hipsters, uh, kinda, it's out. We just <laughs> totally embrace it. Yep. We're going to go to the like hipster um, retirement home. <laughs> it's just like posters of Morrissey everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um Okay, so the real issue here is that so Niles needs a date, and the the types of women he usually knows uh, tend to droop outdoors. I love this. Yeah. I love this visual. Uh-huh. Me too. Though I think that says something interesting about the way it ends up going later in the episode, mm-hmm. but we can talk about that then. Um, and Fraser's thing is like, okay, you just need a wider range of people. Just mm-hmm. go outside your normal like group. 
and uh, that, that's when Niles recognizes just a woman on the side of the road picking up some trash, uh, which is not what Fraser meant. I said <laughs> the timer on this is pretty amazing. Is, and then is. Niles is just like, no, it's Roz. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Roz is picking up trash on the road. I think, I had to say, uh-huh. I think picking up trash on the side of the road, like, is really important. It is. It absolutely is. And, like, for, like, a community service thing, I mean, it kind of stinks to mm-hmm. do it, but it could be worse. Uh, if it's anything like Roz's actual experience with it, then we learn that's a pretty horrible uh, <laughs> experience. But they don't, I don't oh, feel like yes. it's usually oh, like yes. this. Oh, yes. What, yeah, what yeah. she says, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, the thing I find strange in this moment when they first see her yeah. is... Frazier pulls over and stops on the side yeah. of the road, but then is then Niles is the one saying she's going to be really humiliated if she knows we saw her, and when he yells her name, because he obviously wants to humiliate her, Frazier looks shocked, but it's like, what did you think that was going to happen? It was a big, empty highway that you pulled over next to, of course, like, you are calling attention to yourself the moment you decide to stop right next to this group of people. Like, Frasier has already clearly chosen to call attention to them. Like, yeah, it is very strange. But also, like, alright, I don't know if anyone else out there got immediate anxiety uh-huh. when Roz gets in the car. Uh-huh, yeah. Because my thought is, you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> that is my thought. This is, I am a rule follower. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I it's very hard for me to cross the road when it's not a walk signal. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't want to get run over. Right, right, right. That that's number one priority right, for me. Right. But even like when there's no other cars, I'm just like, someone's gonna see me, <laughs> and either like in a dual type. That's me getting run over. <laughs> I didn't wait. Uh in a duel, like the movie duel type scenario, some uh-huh. like crazy car is gonna come out of nowhere and get me, uh-huh. or I'm gonna like something bad is gonna happen. Right, and right. It, it, it's it's not a fear like founded in anything, but right. that's just I'm just like a rule stickler. It's <laughs> it's easier for me. I'm just uh-huh. like I don't know if anyone else is out out there is like that, but. I mean, I know there are other people like oh, that. Oh, right, right, right. But it's just like, that's exactly what I felt like when when Roz gets in the car. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so my thinking is, I feel, and I could be totally wrong about this, having never been, like, given, done something where I had would have gotten a punishment of community service. Uh, I've never experienced this, so I don't know, but... I would imagine what would happen here is if you if she gets in and rides away, then that just means like sh- the supervisor won't mark her down as having completed the community service, so well, she doesn't get credit for it. Have a number of hours, right? So we don't know how many hours. We'll just say like she has a hundred hours. You probably like sign in on a sheet like, right. oh yes, I. It's twelve o'clock to you know, right. four o'clock and you do it so many times. Right. Because I know I used to work in a library and some of the people will come in there and do public service mm-hmm. and they I would teach them how to shell books and everything. Right. And, you know, some people took to it better than other people. <laughs> uh-huh. They're usually all very nice. I mean, a lot of them didn't want to be there, but they obviously chose that community service because they thought like, oh, well, it's not that going to be that bad. I get right. to be around books. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> right. I don't know the logic of it. But 
you, you they had to like check in right. and like mark down when they got there mm-hmm. and then i believe they were sort of like they were there for a certain amount of time maybe like three hours right but if they left early i'm guessing they would have to go to the person that they signed in with which mm-hmm. i believe was one of the head librarians and say like they were leaving right well, yeah, but so I, what I was saying was I'm assuming if you sign in and then just leave, leave. you just don't get credit yeah, for any hours. You your time, yeah. So, I don't know. So I'm like, guessing... I don't really think, like, she's going to get in trouble, but I don't know how it works. Right. I, I'm working under the assumption that it just means she doesn't get those hours for that day. Um, yeah. Which, uh, considering she's been scraping up roadkill and with a spatula and found an ear... Um, okay. There's a story there, and that story is on Forensic Files. Yes. Martin is supposed to be investigating this. If he hadn't been shot... he's retired. If he hadn't been shot, he'd be investigating this Yeah, so one of his buddies definitely is. (laughs) Yes. Because that is important. And also, do you think this is a reference to Blue Velvet? Uh, I would imagine it's not a reference to that. It's just, this is a horrifying thing that would happen. Really? You don't think it's a reference to that movie? I mean, there's they multiple They find an movies. ear. Well, yeah. In a field. Yeah, I guess that's true. It could be a reference to it. I, I, I guess. I mean, I guess I have no reason to believe that it is or isn't, other than someone found an ear. You know, yeah. so it could be. Uh, it would be a very subtle one because they. That would be the sort of thing that on the show, though. I think if that happened, they it would really say fit something. In with the show, yeah, I feel like that there would be a reference in the like, like title, or like Roz would have said something, or yeah. you know something referencing the movie. I think it's just it would be horrifying small, to find it's small an ear enough to be like horrifying. But they could have said a finger because you can have a finger be chopped off and find right. a finger. So I think that's the thing is like it's almost more horrifying to find an ear. I think any body part would be horrifying to find on the side of the road. But like an ear, I guess it, that's not the sort of thing that people lose in like a common industrial accident or something. That's something um, that like someone com- did something. How many industrial accidents are happening on the side of the road? I'm just saying losing an ear like seems to be more like a deliberate I think if you lose a finger, if you find an entire finger, that's deliberate. (laughs) Unless you're, like, hanging out at, like, a farm or something. I don't know. Sometimes you find them in, like, like canned goods and stuff. I've, I've heard of that. It's not that. You gotta Snopes that. No, that's, that happened. It was in the news. It was a real thing where somebody like opened up a can or something. So did and found they find the person in. who was missing a whole finger? Uh, I I don't know. Like I prob- that can't be sanitary. <laughs> of course not. No. Also, what happened to the person? I'm assuming they. They were they in a bunch of other cans too? <laughs> no, I think they lost a finger in an accident at the factory, and the and finger they didn't ended say up like, in the food. Yo, I lost my finger. No, in I'm an sure accident. they did, but I think they lost like it. They literally lost it in that they couldn't find it. It ended up in a can somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awful. That's yep. awful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, and I'm just saying, I imagine that's harder to have happen than, like, easier to have happen than an ear. Well, you usually don't use your ear to do, like, that kind of work. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> we've been talking of... for, like, 15 minutes. We are three I... seconds into this episode. Um, I'd like to say that this opening made me think about a lot yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's a 
exciting opening. It for is. Me. It is. I agree. I agree. Also, we didn't even talk. So the reason she's doing this is because she was doing sixty miles an hour in a thirty mile an hour zone. Whoa! Yeah, that that's is how someone lost their ear. Probably. <laughs> uh, and we also learned that like she picked that over working in a retirement home because old people make her uncomfortable, basically. And okay, I have a story. Okay. Um, when I was in preschool, I believe, maybe it was kindergarten, Mm -hmm. we went over to the retirement home and, like, our school, like, sang a song or Mm -hmm. whatever, and then we mingled with the people in there, Mm -hmm. and I was talking to this lady, and she could not understand anything I was saying to her, Uh and this is my thing, this is my one, this is, I have multiple fears, I've talked about all of them on this podcast. Uh But it's very, I get very embarrassed when people can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, and I yeah. have to like repeat it over and over. And I, I'm just like, oh, it's making me so anxious. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like know why that's yeah. always been a thing. Like, so I remember she couldn't understand anything I was saying. And I was just like, I don't want to go back here. But no one understands what I'm <laughs> saying to them. And it's just, you know, you're... It, it becomes harder to hear, like, right. your hearing isn't as good when you're older. They were nice. They were, mm-hmm. everyone in there was so sweet and nice. And you know what? They're all so happy to see a bunch of just, like, strange little children sing a song or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I thought it was really sweet. That's, like, so nice. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember being, like, I think we went back and I was just, like, terrified to be in there. Because uh-huh. I think it had less to do with, like, she couldn't hear me. But the fact that I was like the weird politeness in me mm-hmm. was like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It was like I was shy but I was right. also really polite and I knew that I had to talk to her but I was also like scared cuz you know in the 80s it was just like do never talk to strangers. <laughs> right, so right, I'm right. here I'm talking to the stranger. She can't hear me. So, you know, so conflicting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, no, I I I kind of get that because, you know, I definitely had trouble speaking as a as a kid, and when people would make a comment about me, you know, first I had a stutter, and then, like, kind of to hide the stutter, I started talking really quietly and kind of mumbling and stuff, but then when somebody would call attention to it, it would make me so embarrassed that I would get more quiet, and so, like, it, yeah, I definitely had very similar things, and it's 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 really tough, because it's like... The more nervous I'm getting about this, the yeah. harder the problem is, and like the worse it is, and then it makes me more nervous about it, and I get more quiet. Yeah, yeah, like... I feel like that's what was happening. Like I was getting embarrassed because she couldn't hear me, right. but I was also like, Dave brings this up all the time that I have voice volume issues, which uh-huh. is when we're in a loud place, I somehow speak in the quietest voice <laughs> right. of all time. Right. But then when I'm at home, I speak in the loudest voice <laughs> of all time. Uh-huh. Yep. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, I think it's because you're trying so hard to be polite because you're in public and, like, not be loud, you know, because you're around a bunch of other people. Yeah. That you overcompensate. Yeah. Like, and get so quiet that you can't be heard over the other things that are around in public. But... So, like, that becomes, it, it's, it's yeah, it's like you said, it's this attempt to be polite uh, ends up, like, making it more difficult for people because... Well, then... yeah, I think that's totally it. Also, I believe that I'm getting, like, a hearing problem. Like, I have tinnitus. Is that what it's called? Yeah, tinnitus. Like, I get that ringing in my ears uh-huh. sometimes, and it, like... 
becomes like really hard for me to hear things and mm-hmm. then it sort of goes away so i don't know totally what's going on with that so it's it's funny i feel like oh here here i had trouble speaking to this lady she couldn't understand me and now i'm the person that can't understand anyone either. <laughs> right. i'm the person like ha 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 i think that was a joke because <laughs> i can't hear you uh-huh but, you just walk around with this microphone and some headphones in and it'll like yeah really, that does help it, it really it does. does um anyways uh, you know what probably helped me hear better is finding an ear. <laughs> Just having an extra ear. Yeah, that'll probably help. Like Roz did. Yeah. So, anyway, so Roz is so committed to leaving. like that... She's committed to leaving and, like... But Fraser's also trying to talk to, talk her into going to the retirement home. Right, right. She doesn't want to go to because she's sort of... They're basically saying it was, like, her fear of... death right like her inevitable like getting older it's not even death it was more like getting older yeah which is funny because this has like been a thing that keeps popping up in this show this season where people are talking about this yeah 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 no this this is definitely a running theme in season four for some reason kind of uh morbid yep I mean, he's a psychiatrist. A lot of psychiatrists have to deal with people's, you know, issues with death. And it just happens to be that it's just his friends, I guess, instead of himself, uh, instead of his patients. But Roz is so, like, Roz hates this so much. She's like, I, we have to go, go now, just drive. And he, but he, but Frazier doesn't want to do something illegal until, like, she threatens uh, Niles with her, like, spike Mm -hmm. and nothing, still not going to go. Then she threatens the headrest in his car. Now he's willing to go. Cause... That's terrible. Well, so, okay. I, one, I think it's terrible. One, that... you can replace your brother. No problem. <laughs> well, to be fair, part of it might just be he doesn't believe she would actually stab Niles in the head, but she believes she'll, he believes she'll destroy his headrest. Oh, uh, like, I yeah. think that might be a part of it, but That's it does true. sound like he values the headrest more. Yeah. But I would take it that way, like... I'm not going because you. You would take up. it that way, but in reality, we just know that he doesn't care that much about that. Also, that it's also probably okay. That. So here we are in the next section, right? Yep. It's like yeah, that goes so goes to the Niles next scene. and Fraser are at home. They mm-hmm. go or back at Fraser's place rather right. because psh, we never see Niles' place except we just did. Right. Right. One of the rare times. It's been a while. It has been a while. We haven't since... seen Martin and Daphne like doing their exercises. Right. Right. And here they are. Yep. Though, this exercise seems to just be Daphne stretching Martin's leg. Yeah. Is that an exercise, really? It's just. I guess it's not really an exercise, but it's probably, like, to maybe help with his flexibility. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, unless what he's doing in this, and I don't know, having never done anything like this, is, like, she's providing some pressure and he's pulling his leg up. Like, trying to, like, because the idea is it's about his flexibility, but, so, yeah, I don't know if, like, he's actively doing anything or if it's, it's just... It's hard to tell in this scene, but I think that happens sometimes because, you know, like, if you're going to learn, like, say you're becoming more flexible, it's like you push yourself into, like, different positions, right. essentially, and sort of, like, see how far you can go without, like, really, really hurting yourself, right. obviously. Right. And then, hopefully, by doing the same things all the time, you're able to, like, stretch more and right. further right no i get that i guess what i mean is is he actively doing anything here or is well we don't know maybe sh- at this point no but maybe he was earlier it could be that yeah maybe I, I feel like, like she does massage stuff too right 
Maybe the idea is because of the exercises he's doing, that leads to him being more flexible in this moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. We only ever see like five seconds of it. Right. If anybody listening knows more about this sort of physical therapy than we do and can help us figure out what's actually happening here, I'd love to hear it. So like... Yeah, I I don't really know anything about physical therapy either. Yeah. And, you know... it's sort of like when you're a dentist and you're like watching some sh- like show about dentistry, mm-hmm. like um, like it's in a sitcom or whatever. Right, and you're right, like, right. this is so weird. That's not what you right, do at right. all. Right. Or like as a doctor and you're watching ER. Right. Uh, is you know when when you're a physical therapist and you're watching. Right. Daphne here yeah. is is it just like make you roll your eyes? Yeah. Well, no, I think this is a legitimate thing like that she's doing that you do for as part of physical therapy on people on if somebody has problems with their hips and legs and things Mm -hmm. like that i guess my question is the fact that they refer to it as his exercise that's the part that i'm wondering about i think exercise can mean like a different kind of thing because like you say math exercise and you're like working your math yeah no math skills in your brain (laughs) right but he legit he definitely exercises in the sense of like him doing a him physically using his muscles to do a thing i think we can't say what's happening to his muscles here because we're not martin true but that's why i'm just wondering if anybody knows what really i'm just trying to find out what they're actually trying to do here and how much of it is him doing something okay do you think this one part where like fraser goes to get them water like a water bottle and throws the water bottle to niles like here catch Uh uh-huh one, that doesn't seem out of character for Fraser right. to do necessarily, but would he think that Niles would actually catch it? Well, so this he is has the thing like I find... no reaction at all. Right. So he never it's true. He doesn't catch things. But the thing I find weird is like they talk a lot about how non-athletic the two of them are. But they're always playing squash. They literally are coming back from a squash game. Which takes a, a, a similar level of co- hand-eye coordination, you know, to be able to, like, hit a ball with a paddle in the direction you want it to go and mm-hmm. actually win. You need a certain level of hand-eye coordination, yeah. the kind you would need to catch a water bottle. And he has no reaction to this water bottle. It is. I wonder if he just does it for show. Like, does he actually play? No, he plays, because he definitely talks about... I'm not saying he's great at it, but he definitely talks about the games. Yeah, that is very interesting to think about that. It's... Yeah. Because, like, he's playing... He clearly just played with Frasier. Yeah. We know Frasier plays. He's talked plenty of times about specific games. I can't believe you would wear a sweater to play a (laughs) sports game. Like, isn't that, like, hot? I I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I mean, unless you're skiing or something, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously, yes, but you're usually wearing, like, a jacket and stuff, too. Yeah, because I can't imagine, like, people that play ping pong aren't like, let me put on my sweater, (laughs) my ping pong sweater. Right. I mean, maybe in a casual game, you're like, Uh oh, look at my cool new ping pong sweater I got. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's I feel like there's, one, there's definitely got to be a ping pong sweater out there. Two, someone has worn it when they're playing some casual ping pong with their friends in the basement. <laughs> sure they have. Uh, anyway, so what we what we find is that, you know, Daphne talks about how she's feeling really gratified with her work, you know, because Martin's making progress. 
Niles is also like clearly seeing progress um, because you know he's doing he's got a fear of commitment group and two of the people in it are getting married. Fraser isn't feeling that you know like he because he doesn't have a private practice anymore. He puts out he he just says things. He's like hey try this and then never hears from them again. Has no idea if he's helping at all. Um, and which seems odd because he's been on the air for so long at this point. There's got to be people that call back and say, like, hey, thanks so much for your help. Yeah, but maybe he hasn't heard that in a while. Like, it mm. hasn't happened recently. So yeah, he's, he's not feeling... feeling validated. Right. And, no, I I mean, and I get that. That's the sort of thing where, like, you want to, like, I feel like you would spend a lot of time when you're in a private practice, like, feeling that. And after four years on, the, on doing just radio psychiatry, mm. he probably hasn't really been getting that. I mean... The thing is, like, people want to be validated for anything. It's just, like, you know, it feels really good for us when, you know, we read a good review right. of the podcast. Because right. a lot of times it's just, like, me and, Dave, me and Dave are just, like, sitting here on the bus <laughs> right. uh, talking to each other. And um, it's, you know, we don't know. It's just out there. It's just floating around out right. there, you know, t- to the internet addicts of the world, and, right. and and we appreciate that. Right. No, absolutely. It definitely. Like, and and but also we. So it's just like when we see that group, we're like, yay, someone's listening. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. So it's like it's Fraser. Fraser knows people are listening. He knows right. he gets. He's getting callers. But have you noticed lately that he hasn't been getting as many callers? Yeah. The, there have been more things where like yeah they. He's like all the lines are open. <laughs> right. No one is calling. That yeah, exactly. We've all made the switch to FM. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Martin tries to help out and says, "Hey, you just helped me with Eddie, mm-hmm. and when he wouldn't eat anything, poor Eddie's gotten some issues lately. He, you, seriously, like, so he wasn't eating, and then Fraser jokingly <laughs> right. suggested that he eat some of his truffled foie gras, yep. which is hard for me to say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, someone didn't know it was a joke. Whoops. Yeah. I just like Martin's covering it up, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I knew it was a joke. It just made me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> made me feel better. Well, yeah, it's like, this seems to happen a lot, too, because remember there was the, like, the thing where he was eating the, um, like that imported prosciutto and he was just using it to like train Eddie to like do some tricks and things. Um, I want to say that I love like how much more jokey Frazier has become with like Martin. It's right. like they feel like a real family now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, they, they definitely. And, and I love this transition that we're seeing like in the show that Niles is over there and he's more comfortable with Frazier even though like, you know, when it first started there, it's like they were learning what it was like to hang out with each other right, again. Yeah, and yeah. now it's just like they're it's like they're inseparable like it's, a, right. they're, it's an important relationship for them right well that's the thing like there was like when we see the the like early when Fraser first moved there and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing where he Niles didn't even want Fraser to sit with him at Cafe yeah. Rosa, and now he's offended if Fraser doesn't want him to sit with him yeah. for some reason like it's just an assumption that that's gonna happen right um 
But yeah, so it's interesting. Speaking of being in the studio and not getting collars, we're, we now cut to the studio. Where uh, where we're seeing Bulldog, which we haven't seen in yeah, a while. Yeah, Bulldog. The last time we saw Bulldog, I think, was in where he was over at Fraser's for the, like, award he won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just, like, eating a candy bar out mm-hmm. in the hallway. Yep, and so, like, Fraser's show was starting in, like, 30 seconds. Roz isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. He's kind of freaking out. And Bulldog's response to it is just to fire her. Which, he, he apparently he just fires everyone yeah, once a year just yeah. to show like his assertiveness. Right, over exactly. People. Because which fires, just kind of shows you're a bad employer. Absolutely shows that you're a bad employer. I, just, I also think it's odd because like I don't think it's odd for Bulldog to do this. I think it's odd for him to suggest it about Roz. Yeah, like she's not some like random producer that he doesn't have any connection with. You know, yeah. if it was just like. You know, he's, she's been his producer for a year. Bulldog doesn't really know her, doesn't really think anything about her, and is just like, just fire her. That would, like, that yeah, would fit like, his character. Ra- like, Bulldog is friends with Roz. Right. Friends, maybe, in quotes. Right, right, right. But he definitely likes her, likes having her around, likes talking and flirting with her and stuff. It seems weird that he'd be like, just fire her. Like, yeah, that is kind of odd. Like... Yeah. I get it for all of the other people that he's talking about, because it's just yeah. him being awful... You know, yeah. Well, this whole thing is yeah. just him being awful. It is a lot of him being awful. He fires doctors for suggesting him repeatedly getting the same disease might be his fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like the. I feel like this is so subtle, but I think we all know what kind of disease he uh, might be yeah. getting. I, yes, absolutely. Everybody is very aware of uh, what kind and of I, disease. But I really like that's It's probably not a joke that I got when I was younger. That's an interesting question. I feel like I might have. I think uh, also, this came out in nineteen ninety seven. We weren't. We were like sixteen when this came out. Yeah. I think I would have gotten this joke at sixteen. I don't know. I was a little, I was naive. I'm not sure I would have gotten it when it first came out. Like when when for if for like season one, mm-hmm. if they made this joke, that would have I might have been young enough that I wouldn't have caught it immediately. But I think at sixteen, I caught I caught this joke. I knew what they were, were implying with this. Basically, like, he just kind of, you know, Frasier just kind of leaves him out there, goes in, starts a show without Roz, and starts what it seemed like was leading up to anyway, which is just, he wants people to call in and let him know if anyone, like, he, if he, if they've called in the past and he's helped them. Yes. Which, so, like, even though Roz isn't there, you know, you find out all the lines are still open, which, yeah, the interesting thing is he... Like, I get why there wouldn't be anybody who had, who had called yet that had that, but it seems strange, like, nobody was trying to get in at the beginning of the episode before he said that that's what he wanted, because I feel like that's how that show normally goes. You yeah, know? there would be people there, and, like, I'm guessing, I mean, I have no clue, mm-hmm. but you, you would imagine that you spend time before the show actually goes on air calling people and saying like okay what what's your problem okay let me i'm gonna put you on hold okay what's your problem what's your name right right right. and you like so you know like what line you know one two three four and like five are and then basically she she's making a choice of what she thinks might be the most interesting right which is why, yeah, so what should have, what would normally be happening here, he'd answer a couple of calls that don't have to do with his theme after yeah. announcing the theme, and then people would start calling, talking about that. It's not just like, 
Nobody call until I tell you what you're supposed to be well, calling okay, about. Well, okay, but he and gets a call, like, right away. He does. He does. He so, does. Chet. Chet, yep. Who? Um, had low self-esteem before. Yep. But now he doesn't. Nope, now he's more assertive. So he, much more assertive that everyone thinks he's a jerk. Which, <laughs> I love that um, Frazier's basically like, maybe you shouldn't, like, be come yeah. on so strong. And he's like... Who the heck are you, man? Yeah, yeah. Screw you. He yep. just like hangs up. Yep. So he didn't really help Chet so much. No, 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 no. He de- I mean, he definitely, it seems, made his problem go away. Yeah, like, yeah. His low self-esteem has gone away. That definitely happened. Um, but yeah, not necessarily helpful. And so that's when Roz gets there, explains mm-hmm. why she was late. She took Frazier's advice. She went to the retirement went home. to the retirement home. She almost called out. She didn't want to go into work, right? She almost didn't make it in, she said? Well, no, she just said, like, you're lucky I even made it, basically. Like, she didn't say she was, like, necessarily thinking of calling out, but, but uh, yeah. She was playing checkers with somebody. Uh-huh. A Mr. Nice Krantz. A, a nice gentleman mm-hmm. who seemed, what, very full of life. Yeah, very excited and, like, really happy. And Well, okay, she doesn't say that yet. She just said things were getting competitive, made a bad move, and she said, you're a dead man. And then he was. Uh, he Which was a little tra- traumatizing for her. That would her. be extremely traumatizing. It would be. Uh, in fact, so much so that I like that Fraser decides he needs to like sort of help her more because the commercial ends and he's just like, what a catchy commercial. Let's go back to it. More click and like yeah. back on it. So, Which I think is good because he's acknowledging like, because there are definitely times in the show where he would have been like, wow, this seems really traumatic. Get behind your booth. We got a show. You know, like instead he's like, Actually, I'm going to talk to you. I don't know how professional this is, though. Probably not super professional, but, you know. You know, like, do your job. You got a job, (laughs) Frage. But, yeah, so that's when we find out, like, it's not like this guy was on death's door, you know, was, like, really sick or whatever. He, like, part of what she liked about hanging out with him is is that, like, he wasn't really triggering that fear that she had because he seemed really lively. Well, yeah, I mean... I think you can know if somebody is clearly, like... Well, yeah, if they're, like, blood is, like, you know, <laughs> pouring out of their neck or something. And you're like, something seems off about this person. Should should we play some checkers? <laughs> yeah. All the pieces seem they're to be like, red. Oh, yes, I love checkers. It's just like, gosh, gosh, gosh. It's, like, all over the checkerboard. Yeah, this is saying, a All the pieces are now red. Uh, so you can't really tell which piece you're using. That's fine. That everyone gets to have a king checker <laughs> when they get to the end. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, By the way, Dave is very good at checkers. I want to just call out attention to that. Yes, every time we play checkers, you always win. When was the last time we played checkers? I don't know. It might have been checkers with shots. I was I'm like, the sure. last time, we th- I think the last time we played checkers was like a decade ago and we were using shot glasses. <laughs> like, so... I want to dig... Did we give that away? I don't remember. I think we gave that away. No! <laughs> uh, if we didn't, and we're actually doing a 24-hour Twitch stream, uh, I think I know what we're streaming. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, Early we could on. stream We could stream that with some Kool-Aid <laughs> and some Tang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, so... Okay, so this is one of the grosser bits in this moment, in this scene, where with Bulldog gets gross. Ah! I hate. I I really. This really. I told you. I warned you. I know. No, I know. I know. Um, because 
Okay, so he kind of walks into the studio, which also seems odd. It's in the middle of Fraser's show. Yeah, like. Yeah, he just walks into the. He walks in and he. uh, When he hears Roz talking about Mr. Krantz dying, and he's basically saying. Because she's saying. Oh, yeah, he doesn't realize what she's talking about, so he's just like. Well, because she she says he was really raring to go, and then, like. He then and bringing about how good he was and how much fun it was going to be, and then he dies on her. Uh, and, and his whole thing, dude, can we just how crass can we be on the, uh, on our own podcast? It's, it, we just say what you want to say, and if I feel like something needs to be cut out, I'll <laughs> just I'll just be delicate. Yeah. You know, it, he he basically thinks like you know he lost his erection, the guy right. lost his erection or whatever, right. and it's. But it's weird and, like, blamey. Yeah. Like, he's like, why is it always the guy's fault? Because it's your stuff. Right. Well, what's the word? <laughs> uh, true. But also, the the main reason that I ha- really have a problem with I it mean, is I mean, I don't think it's ever a fault thing right, either. Right, it's just a thing. And it, and it, it happens. Happen. And yeah. if, you're, if you're with a partner that, like, there's sympathy usually. Right. Well, I think not necessarily in Bulldog's situation because what he's describing doesn't sound so much like a partner. It's somebody he got so drunk that they couldn't say no, which is the, my main problem with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, where he was, like, he, yeah, where he's, oh, you got to give him so much booze so they can turn a maybe into a yes. Yeah, that's gross. That is a horrible. Yeah, like, that's like a sexual assault. Yeah. That's so. like, it could be essentially more than a sexual assault yeah yeah no this is a terrible like situation that basically the, i think like this is a, a bulldog time is, still... is explaining a rape scenario yeah as, you, you know like but that's why i said sexual assault because mm-hmm. i mean I, it seems like the woman if the woman's not saying yes right, right. off the bat like right. i i just feel like if it's you have to get uh, her drunk yeah no that should like, not be i feel there are women that are into bulldog sure but yeah. he's just like so disgusting about yeah. everything yeah and i'm just like there are ladies that want to be with you one you're successful mm-hmm. like you have money yeah and which i mean let's be fair people are attracted to money and mm-hmm. like wealth and that's fine right and it but it's like he just oh he, oh yeah yeah like no, again like yeah. his character is supposed to be disgusting and gross but this like to me like crosses a huge line oh yeah no this definitely it's is... weird because it's just like like i get why that's funny but also i don't find that kind of thing funny anymore yeah not I, i'm not saying like there's never <sighs> this is such a sensitive topic now mm-hmm. and i feel like at this time like i could have laughed at this but right. like in the the current climate of 2016, mm-hmm. people don't make these same kind of jokes. They might say something like this, but it's done in a, it's done in a different way. Right, right, right. It's done in a way where it's just totally different. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Humor now is not. I feel like there are a lot of. It's weird because I feel like Frasier is such a great show and has so many great jokes and the characters are so great. And then it's just like some of these things. I'm just like. Ew, like, ew, <laughs> yeah. like, why do we find this funny? Like, we just, like, let everything go. Yep, yep. No, I absolutely I, I feel like the 
that's just a cheap joke, yeah. too. No, it, I agree. And I, I agree. and I get, like, we're not supposed to like Bulldog. We know Bulldog is a womanizer. He lies to women. He's disgusting. Roz thinks he's disgusting. Every person seems to think he's disgusting. Yep. So, eh, it's in his character. Yeah. But, ew. Yeah, it really ew. is. It really is. Ew. Yeah. Move, moving on. We can just move on. We can All move right. On. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. no. I, because I basically just. Yep. I agree with everything that you're saying. I, I don't have I, a lot to say about uh, it. Sorry. Um. So here we are. Uh, well. Well. First, like, so she's. So Roz is basically saying she wants to go back to scraping, you know, scraping roadkill off the road rather than like doing more of this. Uh, Which is a good segue from what we were just talking about as. You know, from Bulldog's gross things to Roz's gross <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, Fraser convinces her to try again because it's been a lot of fog in the interstate lately and the caribou are migrating. Yeah. <laughs> Is caribou coffee from Seattle? No idea. I don't know where caribou coffee is. I don't know either. Yeah. There were a lot in Chicago. Uh, yes, there were, but I yeah, I have no idea where it is originally. But so she decides to try again. Goes in the. She goes through. So the next scene is her at the retirement home again. Yep. And she's reading reading a book. Mm hmm. She finishes reading a book to Mr. Goldenstein, and uh, gives a little pat on the hand. He's feeling a little cold. Feeling a little cold. Maybe he needs some tea. Maybe he needs a little bit more than some tea, cause he's dead. He's Aww. dead. Oh, oh. It's oh, right. oh, so. This is actually incredibly sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. it makes me, like, so sad. Yeah. And she, like, freaks out and sort of runs away. Mm-hmm. And then Dave is going to tackle the uh, title of this next section. <laughs> Which is uh, also the title of the episode. Um, Roz's Krantz and Goldenstein are dead. Which, I love this reference. Yeah, yeah. We just saw our friends play, which was Hamlet. Uh-huh. He was Hamlet. <laughs> right. So, I just feel like, oh, this is funny after mm-hmm. seeing Hamlet. And yeah. then, here we go, uh, this reference to Hamlet. Yep, yep. Also, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is also just a great play, play in yeah. its own right. But, yeah. So, we're back at Rachel's apartment. Eddie's doing a cute little spin dance move thing. Oh, I know this made me so happy. <laughs> so it's very cute. It's very cute. Fraser yeah. makes some joke about selling him at the carnival. Yeah. Come on, Fraser. Yeah, I'm just gonna call you him Fraser. Call him Fraser. That is I, we're on a real like we're personal. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is Your bros. What, episode Your bro. fifteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's season four. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, in case you didn't know. Yeah. And I did uh, know. You know, like, I feel close. I feel like I could call him Frage. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe not to his face, mm-hmm. but definitely behind his back. <laughs> I don't think he'd want to be called Frage. I feel like Bulldog might call him Frage. And now, I, now I'm reconsidering calling him Frage. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Bulldog I'll just calls call him Doc. Oh, he does. He did call him Doc earlier. I this feel episode. like someone has called him Frage. Yeah, I've definitely heard it before. I just, uh, I'm Martin not sure. do it? He might. I can't remember now. But anyway, so Niles is at the apartment. He's back from the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that he, his date, he finally, he did get a date and it was Maris. Which Weird. is strange for a number of reasons. One, it's the idea that they're like close enough still at this point that she would go, like go with him to his patient's wedding. Mm-hmm. Seems strange to me. Two, 
the whole reason he needed to find somebody like is because his group of friends tends to droop outside when they go outside. Maris is definitely a drooper. Right. Maris is like the the one who signifies that like when you when he says that you think, "Oh, like Maris, like absolutely like Maris." And then he ends up going with her. Mm-hmm. It just seems very well, strange. Well, she to was me. available because it's cruise season. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's scared of buffets. Right. Which oh. <laughs> like um, I never like I never really caught all the deep psychology to this yeah, show, which yeah. is that Maris has this like huge eating disorder. Yeah. And it's like this actually made me start wondering is Maris with Niles because Niles is a psychiatrist. Yeah, we've talked about this. You oh. brought this up in a previous episode. Oh, I mean, I totally remember that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, go back and listen to that episode, whatever it was. Yeah, I... we, we've definitely discussed whether or not, like, she needs a psychiatrist and has, and has I mean, drawn to... I mean, she definitely needs and a has psychiatrist. Dra- but I mean, like, whether she was drawn to Niles because of that, because she was able to... He was Probably providing because he's got to be caring... Yeah, absolutely. He's simply the one that seems to care. Maris doesn't. Yeah. I also find it interesting that it says she never goes on cruises. Yeah, I thought she went on a... Oh! She hasn't yet. This is definitely a thing that I know she's going to go on a cruise. This is... Yes. So... I like that you don't know every episode, but you know the pivotal ones. I do. uh, You're like, I know that cruise episode. Well, because I think the thing is, I've watched it more in reruns on, like lifetime or whatever and so i see the ones that they choose to air which are the ones that are the more popular ones so i know some ones that are pivotal to um to the plot and things like that without knowing every episode uh, but yeah, this I just think it's interesting that they so specifically say she never goes well, we, on cruises. We, we talked about this before where she only was on the train. She yeah, where she would plane. never fly, but she's flown a bunch of times. Like, since how is she getting she to Switzerland? Fly. Right, like, exactly. You know, like, she goes there. It's just like, um, she can't go on a boat, apparently, because, yeah. you know, she could go on, like, a scandinavian tour you know switzerland is not in scandinavia i don't know that was the first thing that popped in my head i think it's because i was thinking the viking cruises but then i was like wait do the viking cruises even go to scandinavia yeah the viking cruises are scandinavia but you're thinking of sweden not switzerland the viking no i'm not thinking of that at all i don't think the viking cruises go to switzerland oh i I know the Viking cruises don't go to Switzerland, but the only cruise I know is a Viking cruise, uh, okay. is what I'm saying. I see, okay. And then I was like, that's, you know, it's not our Disney cruise. I don't think she's <laughs> going on that. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay, so we find out that for a, she was actually pretty good at this sort of new agey, not her style type wedding. At least good for her. She didn't make that <laughs> much of a She made a joke about, she, yeah. like, I kind of like this where you have to hug your tree. Uh-huh. Hug your favorite tree. Hug your favorite tree, implying that they're at their favorite forest. I think what he means is more like, what tree in this area calls to you? What do you, uh, what do you see as your favorite tree? But she wouldn't do it. Nope, nope, because the only tree she'll embrace is her family tree. Ha ha ha. I like that he... <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like it got some laughs. Yeah, everyone and, laughed. And uh, you know, Fraser sort of like asks more. Well, about they just that. sort of look, and he's like, "Well, I laughed." Like because he he definitely says it and like holds for laughter, and nothing happens, and then he's just like, "Everyone laughed." Okay, well, I laughed. You know, because 
Nobody. Yeah, this is not funny. This seems like such a Maris joke, though. Like I from... thought it was kind of funny. I don't know if I'd laugh at it. Yeah. Uh, also... Depends on the delivery, honestly. Also, okay, so I have to ask. Okay, so Niles says, refer, keeps referring to the shaman in this, and I always pronounce it shaman. I pronounce it shaman, too. And... I think it's I an hear accent. It both, I hear it both ways, and I really don't know what is the actual I've correct way. I've always heard it as shaman, yeah. but I, but I, yeah, I've heard it both ways too. But maybe it's sort of like is that um and kind of an accent colloquial kind of thing to say it a different way yeah. because it's like when people say Mario, but then some some people say Mario. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know I, if it's like that. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. So it seems like the wedding was going fine. Mm-hmm. And then they called for a group hug, and um, Maris ran shrieking. She doesn't like hugs at all, apparently. No, she clearly does not she like hugs. She doesn't like hugging trees, and she doesn't like a group hug. <laughs> nope, because she ran for, I love this line, she ran for her Mercedes, emitting a high-pitched shriek that caused the wedding doves to attack each other. <laughs> like, I just love this idea of this demonic shriek that could cause this sort of thing coming from her. Uh, so he kind of goes off to, like, clean his jacket because he got some sap on it. That's when Roz shows up uh, and explains to Fraser what happened. Like, that another person at the nursing home died. They're calling her the angel of death now. Yes. Which, Fraser is just like, I'm sure you're just imagining things. They're not calling you that. Yeah. And, and then Daphne is so nice. She's yeah. saying it's an occupational hazard. But, um, of course, this makes Martin a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, because she's lost more, she's lost more patience than she wants to count. Like, oh, no. Like, I mean, I guess it is true that, like, if you're working, if, you, if especially if you're working with just one elderly person at a time, like, they die, then you go on to a new patient. Like, you know, I, I guess it wouldn't surprise me that that's a thing, you know, because, as she said, it's an occupational hazard. It doesn't mean she's causing it, it just means yeah. it's happening. Um, but, yeah, Martin's, like, trying to figure out how many it is, and she used to keep a tally in her diary, but stopped after a while because she got too sad, and he's like, is it more than five? I'm gonna say, if she had to keep a tally in her diary because she can't remember them all... It's probably more than five. Yeah. Like, I feel like if... How many people have died at your at your job? Uh, at my current job, none that I'm aware of. I, I mean, okay, so it's not an occupational hazard at your job. Not really an occupational hazard. I mean, hazard. we're only two people. Uh-huh. And corner ghosts. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, which, you know, already was like that when <laughs> right. we got here, so... Uh, right. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Uh-huh. Definitely not an occupational hazard for us. Right, right, right. Definitely relatively few deaths on this podcast. I mean, despite being driven by, like, a crazy bus driver. <laughs> right. You know, like the night bus or whatever in Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly. And so now we have another moment that, that's also kind of gross. Maybe less yes, so. Yes, I wrote like, that. So I didn't gross, even like... write down the comment. I just wrote... Niles gross comment. Yeah. Because again, Niles overhears um Raw because there's this assumption that anytime Roz is talking about something, she's talking about sleeping with somebody, I right. guess. Well, also, I mean, the way this is worded, it's definitely worded in such a way that if you walk in at this moment, it sounds like she's talking about sex because she's like, you know, one moment he's in bed, laying down, smiling and happy, you know, tech ten seconds later it's over. Like Okay, yeah, that sounds like that's what she's talking about. Yeah, but. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a stereotypical kind of joke. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so like, and Niles gets really up, like annoyed, and is just like, "Why can't you women take it as a compliment?" Which, ew, hmm. ew. Like, I don't know. I mean, just, I, I guess less bad than Bulldog's thing, but yeah. it's still like it's. Well, I don't like saying. Well, it's weird to be like you women. Yeah, and then it's is that a compliment? Like that's like saying I don't know. Like it, it's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. I. I I get what the point is that he's trying no, to say, but I it's like it. the tone and like, I think that's the main issue here. No, it's like, more like, it's basically not owning up to the, uh, you know, maybe. Like, it's still you. Like, it's your body. It's your, you're doing things and it does make it sound like it's something that Well, it's the like they're trying done. to blame the other person. It's right. just like they can't be accountable and maybe be like, oh yeah, I... You know, sorry about that. Yeah. You know, it happens sometimes. Right. Instead, they're just trying to blame the other person right. and then turn it into some kind of weird compliment. Right. Which is odd. Yeah, it is odd. It is odd. But also not really important to the direction of the uh, episode. Totally not. <laughs> it's really but not. But I think it's funny that Bulldog is the one that starts this and then Niles Yeah, yeah. It. This has been happening a lot, too, where, like, one character says kind of a joke and then it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's carried over yeah. like, to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. But, all right, so now we're in... Uh, oh, ha, ha, ha. Sorry, I just got the title <laughs> of the next section. The title, Noses Off. Um, you mean you got what the reference was, or yeah. you got why it's called that? Like, I got the... I got okay. why it's called that, but I is it a reference to something? Yeah, it, there's a play called Noises Off. Noises Off, off. okay, yeah. that's what I thought. And so, all right, so we're back at the retirement home. Okay, here's my other thing. One one thing I'm curious about here. So they're going back to this retirement home where, like, everyone is, like, becoming increasingly terrified of Roz. Is this the only retirement home where they can go to do, where she can go to do community service? Couldn't she, like, there's definitely got to be more than one in Seattle, right? Yeah, but maybe this is the only one, maybe it's the one closest to her, or... I guess, but I'm saying, if you're, maybe it's closest to her, but... If you know people at this particular retirement home are terrified of you, you drive a little out of way, out of your way to go to a different one if you're going to keep going back so, to Well, her. she could get there super fast if she's going 16 and 30. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, then she might have to spend more time there. Yeah, Fraser's sort of insisting they definitely don't. There's no way they really think of her as an angel of death until we see two women, like, see her in the hall and, like, just turn around and try to get away as quickly as possible. <laughs> Then they just sort of go to a room? Well, okay, one, you haven't said anything about how Frasier is here with Roz. Oh, did I not say that? No. Well, I just said Frasier was saying, okay, yeah, Frasier's uh, there with her to so sort of basically, get, support her. yeah, so they just pick a random room, which, is this how this works? Yeah, that's what I was saying, is, like, they just knock on a door and Roz walks in, like... Like you said, you would have to sign in and like you sign in, and then there would be like a visiting. You would think like, oh, you know what? I realize. Okay, I know what's going on here, because we're about to meet Moira, the woman that she's gonna help out with. She specifically says that like she was okay with Roz coming. Mm -hmm. Like so, probably what happened was there was a sign in with a receptionist or something who told her where to go. I don't think this is a random oh, room she's going to. Okay. Because she specifically says she was okay with Roz coming there. Mm-hmm. So she's not just like, why is this random person coming into my room? Like, she was expecting this to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I also love all the gossip that is happening around the retirement home around yeah. Roz. <laughs> yeah, because everybody knows She's only she been there, like, twice. Yep. Yeah. 
But, I mean, look, if somebody shows up twice and both times the person that person's with dies, everybody's going to know that, I think, pretty sure. That's going to be... That's got to be, like, something that just happens a lot, don't you think? That a random volunteer goes in and no, talks to people like, and then they I, die? I bet, like, every day someone might die. Possibly. I mean, there is that. how big the retirement home is. I think there's, like, some retire. Isn't there a retirement home that has, like, a cat that can always tell when somebody's about to die? Ah, I think that's the thing. It'll, like, curl up with them and then, like, it's like, well, they're going to die. Well, it's like it's trying to soothe them during their last moments. But I yeah. would, I don't think I would find that very soothing. I, no, because, like, if you're conscious and know this is the death cat and it's curling up with you, I'd be like, oh, God, no, this is it. Well, aren't all cats a little death cats? <laughs> they are a little bit. Um, that's They're true. all just, you know, waiting for their treats. And then, you know, if you don't d- deliver right at time, they just... <laughs> they just steal your breath in the night and you die. Uh, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. So, anyway. Jesus just fluff a tail, suffocating me. <laughs> it would be so cute. I mean, would I wouldn't be... think that at, probably at the time. Probably not. Probably not. But, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, we meet... Moira, uh, who's Gran from True Blood. Uh, she is. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, so having looked that up, at the, t- at the time this episode came out, the character she's playing is like 81. She's only 67. Well, like the actress was 67 playing an 81-year-old, which means she's actually the right age now to be playing this character that she played like, you know, 20 years ago essentially mm. i mean she's actually a little bit older now but yeah essentially it was 1997 and now she's the right age to be playing moira but yeah because what she said was leo Roz keeps asking how she's feeling how are you feeling like she's clearly trying to make sure that she's healthy enough that she's not gonna like die tonight um and but then she wants some cigarettes she wants cigarettes and Roz is like you know these have a warning and you know so does Roz. but yep. <laughs> she's allowed in there and also i guess at 81 if you want to smoke like, you're not smoking because you don't know that it's bad for you. You're, like... Well, you might be addicted to them. Well, you might be addicted to them. But also, I think it's but... really odd. Can you even smoke in a retirement home? I don't know. I'm... I mean, maybe at this time. Maybe, because, yeah. like, now it's... I Like, around here, like, I don't know of any place you can smoke in, in indoors like that. Right. Unless you're at a smoke shop. Right. I guess it's, like... In a way, because it's their, her home, it's not like she's smoking in public. It's her room. It's a contained, you know, so, somewhat contained thing. So it's not like she's smoking in a public, like, business. But also, you could smoke in, you could smoke in public businesses at that time, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, there would be, like, a smoking and a non-smoking section in a restaurant. Right. Which, okay, I want to say, that's... I never really thought about how odd that actually is. Uh-huh. I was just so, like, used to that. Uh-huh. But, like, how... Unless it's got, like, a door, how do you keep the smoke just on one side yeah, of a yeah. restaurant? You don't. And I think that's a lot of the reason why that isn't a thing anymore. Is, like, every... Like, the non-smoking sections become a smoking section if enough people are smoking in those other sections. You know, it just... It's still full of the smoke. But I feel like some places still have them, don't they? If it's a public restaurant, you can't anymore. Not here. Not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean in other states. Yeah, it might be still in other states. Because I feel like in Texas it's still... Mm. I think, yeah. but I, I don't know now. I don't know every law that's passed in every <laughs> right, state, right, so right. 
I don't know. But I, like, that's the thing is, it's actually, I think I'm more sensitive to, like, cigarette smoke because of these laws. Like, I remember at a certain point where I I was just like, whatever, it didn't really bother me. It probably wasn't good for me. Right. But, like, but now it's because I'm not, I'm not a smoker. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not around smoke. So, it's, it's even more obvious when someone's smoking around me. Right. But anyways. Anyway, so. I, I, I love this character. Uh, Moira. The, Moira? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she she is really cool. I really, like, I think this actress plays a lot of these sort of, like, tough, non-traditional, like, old women that, like... Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, yeah I, me too. But before we really see much about her, we see Fraser out in the hall saying hi to some people, and we hear a voice, a very familiar voice. We hear the voice of Darth Vader from the other room calling Fraser into the room. Oh! <laughs> Oh, did That's you not- funny. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Norman Royster. Yes, Norman Royster. Is a- um, but I love... That's funny that you say that because, like, his voice is so recognizable because right. he's saying Fraser's voice. He recognized his right. voice right. from exactly. the radio. It, yeah, he does. And oh. um, he was asking if he was... Norman asked, you know, are you here visiting someone? <laughs> he says, oh, no, I'm here with, like, Roz, who's <laughs> volunteering. And he, I love that he's like, angel of death, nice gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. So he doesn't seem that concerned with her. He's saying right. like how nice she is. <laughs> right. Right. But also he knows that she's the angel of death. Which is funny because he's blind. Right. And he doesn't really he would have I think in a way would see a different side of Roz because he doesn't want he doesn't see her. Right. So it's based on just, like, hearing her and, like, hearing, like, of the interactions mm-hmm. and things, it would be very different. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess probably most of the volunteers aren't, like, most of the volunteers, most of the people in the retirement home probably don't know Roz. I was going to say don't know her by sight, but I guess then the two people in the hall immediately yeah. knew who she was, so maybe so they do. So it's like, no, I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like his opinion's really genuine. Yeah, yeah. Because he his interactions would be different with her. Does that right. make sense? Am I explaining this Yeah, well? no, no, I get it. You know, I get what you're saying. It's not like... Well, I guess, especially, I think, it, honestly, it has less to do with her him being blind and more to do with the fact that, like, if he's saying she's a nice gal, that means it's not based on rumors. It's based on interactions. And yeah, his yeah. His interactions with her. He knows what people say about her mm-hmm. and he knows his opinion of her. Right. So... This is so great. This is exactly what Fraser needs. Yep. And he, Norman says, I've been, I was listening to your show and, you know, it was right around when my wife died Mm -hmm. and you gave somebody advice on something that was going through the same thing as me and it really helped me. Yeah. And like, he wanted to say thank you and it Mm -hmm. made a difference. And then he was saying one of the things... The advice was to carry photos of right. his wife around. Right. And so I like that Fraser's like, oh, so you carry photos around. Uh-huh. He's like, no. Yeah, not really helpful. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense. But, but he does have that mask of... Yeah. yeah, so when they started dating, she made a life mask, like a plaster mask of her face. Uh, and so he was able to, he's able to like sort of run his fingers over it and essentially like see, in a way, her... As she looked back when they first started dating, um, which I think is really interesting. And, you know, and yeah, Fraser's just clearly really touched. uh, Mm -hmm. So touched, in fact, that when Norman leaves the room to go take his pills, he decides to try and and close his eyes and run his fingers over the mask and drops it. 
Oh. I feel like he dropped it in that way that like infomercials do. He like, got, it where is you're very just, much like, like flinging things around yeah, yeah, awkwardly. Yeah. yeah. No, it absolutely is like this isn't naturally falling out of his hand. And he's obviously like sort of pushing it in a way that doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite look normal. Right. And so, like, first of all, I gotta say, this makes me very upset. Like, I get so like upset and nervous every time I see this episode when he breaks his mask, oh. even knowing how it's going to turn out. I don't. It's like, oh, to me, it's something... That's strange. Like... I have anxiety about Roz running away from her, <laughs> like, you know, um, work, her yeah. outdoor... Wait, what's that word? What We keep saying public it. Public service? Yes. Yeah. But then this, I'm just like, whatever. So, I don't know what it is, but I, I get really... When I see things about people losing, like important heirloom like irreplaceable sorts of heirloom things that's those, those that's one of the things that makes is me really nervous. Is this what that is? Essentially I mean not, not heirloom but like some sort of non like not replaceable thing that's very important in a, speci- like in a, a specific way like yeah it's not like if this mask is destroyed it's not like he can make a new one. Yeah. He can't make a copy of it because it's already destroyed. I will say he should probably find a way to make a copy of it if you know because Stuff like this can happen, but it's not like it can be easily replaced. Like, and these sort of things bother me a lot in in a lot of different ways. Like, I remember once, um, I remember when we watched the the Bruins win win the Stanley Cup, right? And there's a the part where is Dan O'Chara, he's wearing the his, part like, where the part. in the I... celebra- during the celebration. <laughs> Zidane Char is lifting the Stanley Cup over his head, and he knocks his hat off. It, he knocked his own hat off, and it's one of those, like, specially made, like, Bruins championship, you know, um, hats. And I don't think he ever goes back to get it, and it made me, I was like, it really bothered me because it was like, it's this memento of a moment. It's, like, I know he could go buy one, it but it's It falls not... onto the ice. It doesn't fall into some, like, black hole and Right, sucked... but he doesn't go back and... He never some, went back I'm to sure get it. I'm sure somebody else picked it up. I know, but it was, in my head, it's like, that's the one that he was... He plays part... for the ruins. He can get an, another my, one. My issue hats. isn't with getting another one. It's No, the, he the can one. probably get that one. I'm sure somebody picked it up that we I don't know. see. Probably. I'm just saying... That's a th- the sort of thing that makes me like, I don't know, gives me gives me anxiety because it, that's the thing that's associated with this moment. You know, you can re- so get a replacement. Odd to me. <laughs> like there was a guy who just uh, found out that like, so the baseball season just ended and his wife was throwing out some of his old jerseys and things for from the season and threw out one that he had saved as an heirloom from when he, like, pitched his second ever no-hitter, which is an extremely um, rare thing. But... Do not throw out your spouse's thing. <laughs> right, so... And, do it... your own stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just like... Like, that is like, oh my god, because, like, that's... The... Uh, okay, <laughs> this is... Uh, this is too painful <laughs> for me. That, that hurts me. That yeah. hurts me. Like, a hat, who cares? But, like, oh my gosh. Ah! <laughs> yeah. ah! See, because you never know. That's why you can't really have somebody else clean up your own stuff. Because they're not going to know if right. it's a special thing or not. Right. And it's like one thing if they're trying to help you and then they go to you and they're like, what can I throw away? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Because right. like sometimes people have trouble like cleaning up their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, ah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> right. Exactly. No, yeah. So- no. <laughs> So anyway, so that's what makes me really nervous about this. I guess, like, even though I know he's able to fix it, 
we don't know that yet, but he will be. Um, you know, like this is the only thing he has that he can use, and he look like the thing is he uses he feel like touches this mask every night before he goes to bed, and Fraser breaks it, and but I, okay, I want to say that I love okay. This is going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting because the nose breaks off and it falls underneath the bed. So right. Frazier ducks to get it. Right. And he can tell that he's on the floor. Right. Which I think is very interesting. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah, yeah. We- and then, you know, so he keeps talking to him and asking him questions. So he has to, like, stand up. Right. And then he's like, oh, are you on the floor again? And he's like, oh, I'm tying your shoe. Yeah. he's trying to get this nose. Right, right, right. And it's... I thought that was done really well yeah exactly and but there i love the panic here Mm -hmm. and he i just don't know why he doesn't say something right away but i i totally understand like why he wouldn't right so then we sort of oh then we hear the conversation where his daughter is single where is he trying to set him up with he's definitely trying to set the daughter up for fraser yes that is definitely a thing that's happening weird and Frazier should go for it yeah it's weird like we never hear anything else about it but like why not we know he's hard up you know like oh jeez no he should respect (laughs) respect Norman's daughter I'm not saying he shouldn't respect her but you would think like he'd be like oh yeah I'm saying like I'm not saying he shouldn't be well, respectful. Well, maybe, maybe, like, the daughter doesn't even want to be set up. It's, she yeah. she could, maybe she isn't even single, but Norma doesn't like the boyfriend. Could be that, too. We don't even know. It could be. So, uh, this is when we sort of the flash in the other room mm-hmm. with Roz and Mora um, smoking together. Smoking together. Find out about her riding the rapids uh, in the Colorado River. And her and- teeth flying out of her mouth, <laughs> her dentures. Yeah, which I gotta say, she says teeth. And I was just like, and I'm just like, I really hope she means dentures, because far more unpleasant if she doesn't, of a story, if she doesn't mean As her dentures. find an ear and yeah. a whole set of teeth. <laughs> right. <laughs> she also says that, like, the she almost dove back, dove into the river after the teeth, because they're more expensive than the whole trip. And it just got me thinking about, like, medical costs. Like, man, medical costs are ridiculous. It would cost you, like, in order to be able to have teeth... You have to spend more than a whole trip to, like, go, like, rafting in the Colorado River. Like, people need teeth. You know? Like, people gotta have teeth. It's horrible. I'm just saying. It's not like it's a cosmetic choice. People gotta have teeth. (laughs) Stop. Stop. It's something how you're saying that. It just cracks me up. No, Because they gotta have teeth. Stop! Because they gotta have teeth. (laughs) I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. I think everyone agrees. If yeah. you live in America, there's a problem. Yeah. If you live in America, you gotta have teeth. <laughs> you don't have to have teeth <laughs> in any other No, place. I just thought that was what you were saying, and I was and like... <laughs> I was yeah. talking about medical costs. Right, no, I know, I know. I know but... but, you know, if you're on a Viking cruise, you don't need any teeth. <laughs> Going over there to Switzerland on yeah. the Viking cruise. Take your, your Viking cruise to... Swaziland, then you don't need to eat. Swaziland? Yeah. Uh, this is off the rails again. Alright. Uh-huh. Um, I like my notes. I put real talk, life hard. <laughs> uh, that pretty much does boil down this whole conversation. Um, but, but, you know, so, because Roz is asking, like, does it get any easier? And she's just like, nope. 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 Oh. Yeah. Just gets worse, like, the first time you're called ma'am. Yeah. I'm 
was in my late 20s when I was called ma'am. <laughs> this was by a father with, like, a five-year-old son. Uh-huh. I'm like, why are you calling me ma'am? <laughs> Do I look like a ma'am? Yeah. I look 16 years old. <laughs> Excuse you? And then I just... Pushed him on the train tracks. No, I didn't do that. I Just pushed the kid. No! I pushed no one. I couldn't even... I think I, I just told him where to go on the train station. I was like, it's up of that way. You know, that normal way. And I yeah, said... up of that way. And, yeah. and then I said, people gotta have teeth. And he had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, so, I do love, uh, like... Moira's story, which starts off sounding all, like, inspirational about being old. Like, all the, I wake up, the sun's, chir- the sun's chirping, the birds are shining. Early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, and then I go into the bathroom, and I look in the mirror, and I say the same thing. Ah! <laughs> like, I just love that. <laughs> and I like how scared Ross yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Because she does not think that's where it's going. Yep, yeah. I, like, I, and then, and like, Roz is just like, what was that? Yeah. She goes, that's the next thing I say. Right. You're like, and, and uh, yeah, that part's really funny. That whole scene, I know, I love it all. But yeah. Um, and then we hear about her hacking the computer. Yeah, so, yeah, because like, yeah, life's, life's going to continue getting harder. As you get older, life gets harder. But doesn't mean you can't have any fun. She's having fun. She hacked the computer. Changed the schedule, and now she always gets her sponge baths from Eduardo. And I love which, that. go, Moira. I <laughs> love that Ross says a thing about her memory being sharp, and then she just goes right back into yeah. the same story. <laughs> yep. I thought that was dumb really well. It was. It was. Um, and then we go back into Norman's room with Fraser, mm-hmm. and we're hearing about how, I think Fraser maybe is asking him, like, what's it like not being able to see? Right, And, right. like, I think he's basically saying, like, it's been fine, but it would be nice to see, like, you know, Willie Mays, like, baseball thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball thing. Baseball things, basketball things. Yeah. Things. Like, yeah. No, like, important no. sportsy things. Yep. And, uh, meanwhile, Fraser's just, like, going through his drawers as quietly as possible and, like, finally gives up and just, like, asks for some glue, uh, which, eh, there's dental adhesive. I mean, yeah. you know, denture adhesive, but, um... I like how panicked he is about this whole situation. <laughs> yeah. He has a lot of panic. He definitely and does. And then... Like, he goes to get the, den- the dental adhesive, I keep saying, the denture adhesive, and... Uh, Norman goes and sits down on the bed right on the nose. Yes! <laughs> and, like, but also he keep he's talking to Fraser about how he's a good man and mm-hmm. the integrity he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here Fraser is, like, lying again yep. where he does this all the time. Yep. Um, so then he sort of owns up to it. But the, before that happens... Like, he keeps trying to get him to stand up because he's yes, sitting on the nose. Yes, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Ah, on the <laughs> nose. He's right on the nose. So, yeah, and then he, like, finally only stands up when Norman realizes he's sitting on something, which takes him a long time to realize he's sitting on, a, like, a large, like, relatively sharp piece about- of plastic. His wife's nose. I'm saying that this... It's not plastic. I, I meant plaster. I, okay. I said plastic and I meant plaster. I'm not saying... All I'm saying is this is a decent-sized piece of plaster to not notice that you're sitting on. It seems small. Plus, it would sink it on the bed. You might not feel it. Plus, he's wearing a cushy robe. That is true. That's How true. many plaster noses have you sat on? Not many. I still feel like I would notice if I sat okay, on... Okay, one, you didn't say none. <laughs> you said not many. And uh-huh. then you said, I still might 
blah, 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 feel like I would feel it. Yeah. So, based on your nose experiences, you <laughs> did you feel those ones or not? <laughs> okay, I've never sat on a plaster nose. There. But I still feel like I would notice if I did. You don't know. I'm saying I think I would. I, I don't think know. I would notice. I think we need to get a plaster nose and test this out. Because uh, maybe it's like the princess and the pea, except the pea is a plaster nose. <laughs> and That's... Dave has just a sensitive butt. <laughs> so, anyway, Fraser manages to snag the nose, put the mask back together. It seems to fit together perfectly. And I think what they actually did was it's just like two different masks one with a hole in it Mm -hmm. and one that doesn't because they like he's putting it in and then it like cuts to the other side and like suddenly it's perfect yeah yeah unbroken and so he puts it back in there uh goes and sets it down and and he's leaving and that's when norman is saying the thing about him being you know being having like real integrity Mm -hmm. and uh he like he it breaks him he can't he, he has to tell the truth and he admits it he broke the the mask Try to put it back together. And that's when you find out that Norman has broken that mask like ten times. Which probably makes it easier to break. Like, there's probably like a nice, uh, like, easy, like, uh, you know, spot where it just yeah, breaks yeah. every time, you know, because the adhesive, like, breaks or something more than the actual plaster at this point. But because he's like, yeah, I'm blind. <laughs> like, it just, that happens sometimes. Which is fair. Like, if the only thing that means. The thing that means the most to you is, like, a piece of plaster that you have in a, like, and you're handling it a lot. You're probably going to break it if you're not blind, you know, after a while. You know, like, if it's just that one thing. Like, think about how many times, like, you hold your, like, smartphone. Like, even with, like, I drop mine all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's not like I'm coming in here and, like, spiking it like a football. (laughs) But, you know, it falls on my hand or, like, I have it on the couch or whatever and Mm -hmm. it, like you know, yeah. falls on the ground. Exactly. It, it happens. It does. I wanted to tell you, I have sat on um, the Xbox 360 controller mm-hmm. multiple times, and I definitely feel that. Uh, yes, I would hope and that And I also, feel- the Xbox always turns on when that happens. <laughs> that would happen. That would happen. And I like this one last little joke where Fraser's just, like, leaving, and he's like, do you want me to leave the lights on or off? And Norman just says, eh, surprise me. Because the thing is, like, there, I mean, it, it definitely, there are a lot of people that are blind that it would matter, but there are some people where it won't. Well, know? I remember, I feel like I've talked about this on on a podcast before where this blind woman came into our kindergarten class and I remember she had like sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And, but I think she could see, like, a, a little bit. She mm-hmm. could see, she told, she was talking about how she could tell when it was like, light in the room right, when it right. was dark in the room right even though i don't know if she could even see something like oh that's a person over there and they're all blobby or something right 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 but she could definitely sense that yeah so yeah because there's definitely a there's a very wide range of what it means to be blind yeah well and... i just saw somebody that was they said they were legally blind like uh-huh. in their one eye but they maybe they're able to wear like some kind of contacts or something yeah or it, some kind of something where they can see yeah i think a lot of times well if you're like if you're legally blind that means that like corrected you've got like your vision is extremely bad like mm-hmm. basically like you know it's you know you know it's a, it's like 2200 or worse you know something like that i'm not sure 2200 yeah 
Like, I don't even know that chart went like that. I think it definitely can go that high. I don't know if it goes. I'm not what, sure how it works it exactly, okay, but yeah. it's just like those that sort of a measurement or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean no light is registered by your eye. It doesn't mean you can't. You're not getting any image at all. It just means you can't really see anything of what is actually happening without mm-hmm. some sort of correction. But then there are people that are blind in that they get no signal from their like optic nerves Mm. and those people you know they are they're i think what a lot of people think of traditionally as blind and that Mm -hmm. there there's just nothing happening there uh, like optically for them and Mm -hmm. if that's the case then it probably doesn't really matter whether what the lights are on or not Mm -hmm. um but uh, so i guess we just have to assume that's what's going on with norman anyway so that brings us to the final scene which is just roz reading a book to moira uh, and then eduardo shows up time Mm -hmm. for that sponge bath and uh, I like Roz is giving Eduardo some looks, but this is not Ro- Roz's time. It's not her time. It's uh, it's Moira's time. Because <laughs> she's, she's just like brushing her away. Like, get out, get out, go, go, go. Time for sponge bath time. Just gotta go. So weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. Like, I don't know actually why it is weird. I mean, the thing is, to be fair, if you really think about it, it's kind of like. We talked about Bulldog and, and Niles being kind of gross in this episode. It's a little manipulative. It's kind of manipulative and, and gross in a way that, like, is... Like, it's, like, it's acceptable because it's, like, an old lady instead of, like, a, a man. And, yeah, kind of. Like, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, she does, like, hack the system. Which is not to say she cannot enjoy, like, a sponge bath given to her by, you know, this retirement home like right. worker right but yeah that like hack the system to only get come right. on they haven't figured this out yet <laughs> right, right. it does seem it would be that they would have figured it out by now anyway i'm just saying it's a it's an interesting sort of contrast I mean, here yeah it definitely is it's definitely gross in a in a, in a way that is seems more socially acceptable yeah but also like should it be should it be more socially acceptable? I mean, I mean there, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not like it's not something he would ever do, and it is part of his job. And you know, he's yeah. going to be giving someone sponge baths. I, I think it's also like the way she's talking about it is done in a, a different way, where it's just like she's not placing blame on somebody. Yeah, she's that not, is an important thing. He, too. this is a job. She's just exploiting the system. Like, oh, I think Eduardo's the best sponge bath. Right. Right. Right giver right. so i want him to sponge bath me right and as opposed to the other situations where like they're kind of yeah it's just like the language that's yeah. being used right yes absolutely anyway did you have anything else you wanted to say no on that? okay oh sorry uh, sorry for what so- sorry to drag it back into the into <laughs> that that's yeah, fine all right, so, um, okay, drinks in this episode. We just have some uh, bottled water and some sherry. The caller, Chet, was played by Eric Roberts, who is in a ton of stuff, and so much stuff that I definitely know him from some things, but I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find any of the ones that I know. Uh, he was in a few interesting titles, such as uh, Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper, uh, Sharktopus, uh, and this guy, this is—he is in a ton of stuff. This is the most one of the most prolific actors that working today. He has on IMDb seventy credits in twenty sixteen. What? Yeah. <laughs> he Whoa. Is, yeah. 
He actually, I believe he does a lot of uh, movies with Asylum. Ah. So I think I think he's one of the more well-known people that does Asylum movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and so and that so that has definitely ramped up the amount of work he's done in the last like decade or so. Mm-hmm. But he's done a lot of like legitimate work. I, just... I hey, if you can get a job mm-hmm. like acting, even if it's in an Asylum, I think the thing about Asylum movies is that they're really silly and they're mm-hmm. sort of like knockoffs of, like, other right, popular right, right. movies. Or they're just cheesy movies like Sharktopus. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Everyone wants to enjoy Sharktopus. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Why? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I probably would enjoy watching Sharktopus. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I, it's just, like, a certain kind of movie style that is kind of cheesy, and mm-hmm. you can enjoy it for what it is, which is a cheesy movie. Right. No, absolutely. Like, there's definitely something to be enjoyed there. Some we, of those movies probably are just bad, bad. Right. right. And some are, like, good, bad. <laughs> right. I mean, we did just, like, just do a podcast episode about watching Tremors, which is definitely uh, leaning in that direction. Uh, okay. I mean, Maybe the second one is leaning more. Oh in that yeah, direction. no. Each I think Tremors is pretty good. I know, I agree. But each subsequent one is leaning more towards you know Sharktopus territory. Sharktopus versus three-headed shark, which I'm pretty sure is a thing. Uh, um, you got if you had the more sharks there, the better. <laughs> that's that's why everybody likes Sharknado so much. Was I don't think he was in Sharknado. I think that's one of the asylum movies he's not in. But anyway. He was not one of the sharks. He wasn't one of the sharks. Was he the NATO? He, I don't. I also don't think he was a NATO. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like how you're like. I don't think he was. I'm pretty sure he was not a NATO. In that, you know. Yeah. Uh, like somehow they hired an actor to be an actual tornado. <laughs> I don't think that's how weather works, but you I, know, I, as I didn't, I didn't learn that meteorology yeah no I, I i also didn't didn't take enough meteorology classes to know that uh, so you never know it's possible it's possible anyway so uh with that uh this has been episode 415 Roz's crants and goldenstein are dead and i haven't screwed that title up once in the three times that i've read it and this is tgf arcade wishing you all good mental health Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at SweetLime on Twitter, and I'm SlowMotionWalter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at Patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle! We love you! Watch out! It's a, it's a NATO. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> well, that was an interesting ending. <laughs>